Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Hello, my golf friends. Welcome back to Above Par. I am so glad you're here. Are you ready for the year to get started? Ready to do some amazing things this golf season? Or at least have more fun? Or feel better? Perform better? I don't know. Why not all of it? (laughs) Right? So, all right. So today I want to get you off on a good start because I want to talk about your attitude. (laughs) When I grew up, I always felt like I had what my dad would call attitude adjustments. (laughs) He would... Definitely lay the hammer down on us if we had a bad attitude. And we can get into these bad attitudes unknowingly, and we can stay there for a little while. And when we do that, I always say that we we end up, besides just producing bad results for ourselves and not getting the things that we want, we also smell. And I talk about smell as in, you know how you can sense when someone has a bad attitude, they have a smell, quote unquote, smell to them, right? They bring that into the room with them. You can think about so many other things in your life besides golf, like whether you go into a meeting or whether you're with family and someone comes walking in with an attitude, there's like a smell to them, right? It, It permeates everybody in the room. Well, I'm sure my dad had very little tolerance for it because we smelled of our bad attitudes when we came in. And I don't want you to smell of a bad attitude this year because (laughs) one, it's no good for the people that you're around, but also you're just not going to produce very good results. And I don't want you to stay in it very long. So I'm just going to go through and describe four major attitudes. There's probably plenty more that we can come up with, but I'm going to give you four major attitudes that we get into with the game of golf. And I want to let you know that I've gone through all of these attitudes. (laughs) It's like I've experienced all of them. And sometimes it's nice to have someone come in and kind of slap you out of the attitude, right? As I like to call it, a penguin slap. (laughs) Have you ever seen the gif of the penguins? The two penguins are walking side by side and the one slaps them and puts some face plant into the water. (laughs) I'll post that on my Instagram, right? But that's what we need. We need someone to kind of slap us upside the back of the head to snap us out of a bad attitude. But the first thing is, while you might have a friend or a parent who will notice that bad attitude about you, I want you to be aware of it yourself so you can slap yourself out of these attitudes so that you don't stay in them so long, feeling crappy, not playing great golf, and smelling for all the people in your life. (laughs) Okay, so let's get to it. So the first one is just a simple negative attitude, like a sucky attitude. This is where you're going to talk about how nothing is good, nothing is going right. You suck, the course sucks, the weather sucks, there's like the pace of play sucks, everything stinks. The food at the club might not be very good, the beverage cart girl's not showing up, the traffic was late, there's not enough balls on the range. We just complain a lot. So if you're starting to feel yourself being more angry or bitter for an extended period of time, you want to check in with your negative attitude. It's one of those things that's kind of contagious and it creates momentum. We start complaining about a lot of things. This is the other thing. If you hang out with people who are negative and have this sucky attitude, the next thing you know, you start complaining about things because what we do is we put our mind to look for all the things that stink, all the things that are bad, all the things that aren't working, all the things to complain about. You know these people who complain all the time. They can't smell the roses. 
All I do is see all the things that are going wrong. I typically remove myself from people when they're this way because they smell. I don't want that to get on me. It brings my energy down. It makes me start looking for things that are negative and bad. The one thing that I suggest you do is to change your state, right? If you're really agitated and everything's moving really fast, slow yourself down. If you think you suck and your energy is low, then move yourself a little bit faster. Changing your state can start changing the language and the dialogue in your head. So just start moving a different way. Find something good. Focus on something that's working. Focus on something that's positive. Do it deliberately and intentionally. You're going to sit there and notice all I'm doing is complaining. What was good about today? Find one thing. And when you ask yourself to start looking for things that were good or that went your way or that were positive, you'll start noticing them and you start creating momentum in a different direction. Or at least you stop the negative momentum, right? Because if you have a negative thought and a negative emotion, you are going to create negative things. Or, which I have done before (laughs) when I get in a negative attitude, is I take like a quick power nap, like just 10 minutes. I'm not a big napper, but I am a, I am a person who likes to quiet my mind. If I get working a lot and thinking a lot, my brain gets a little bit tired and I just need to quiet down. I mean, you can think of it as a meditative thing, but I just like to take a nap and just stop the energy that way, stop the momentum that way. Now you can't do that on the golf course so much, but this could be something that you're doing at home, complaining about your golf, complaining maybe to people in your life about all the things that are going wrong at the club. The course just got aerated. The greens are horrible. The pace of play sucks. The staff is all cranky, right? We can just start that momentum of complaining about things, right? So that's the negative sucky attitude, right? Okay, the second one is the victim attitude, where this is where everything is happening to me. Nothing's working out in my favor. Nobody wants to play with me. Everybody is out to get me. Everybody else wins but me. I never win. We become a little victim-y. It sounds a little whiny and sad. I just can't figure things out so much easier for everybody else than it is for me. This is one of the things you want to start catching. You're going to hear that whiny tone in the dialogue in your head. You might catch yourself saying it out loud to other people. You want to acknowledge that you're whining and you're being a victim. And this becomes a little bit of a habit. It can be our tendency too. You likely might have areas off of the golf course where you become a little victim-y. Some people have victim as one of those things that served them when they were younger as a kid. It might have like, if I played the victim, then I got maybe a certain amount of attention from my parents and it worked for you at that stage, but just doesn't work for you as an adult. So you probably do this off the golf course too. You just want to catch it. You just want to start noticing it. Start paying attention to it. You can hear yourself being a little whiny. Your energy is low. You're a little bit sad, feeling sorry for yourself. This is what I suggest you do. Put a timer on it. Tell yourself that you're going to whine for, let's say, 10 minutes. Our brain gets comfortable with the amount of time that we whine. It's almost like I need to whine for an hour and then I'll get past it. It's just a habit in our brain and you want to start putting a timer on it. And the minute you tell your brain, okay, I'm going to whine for 10 minutes, you're, you're going to think it's like ridiculous. This is actually a really good thing to do with family. If you have family members, you know, who have a tendency to just dump all of their emotions on you and all their whining on you and they just keep going around and around and keep telling the story over and over again. Right, just sit there and go, make a rule. Like, we're gonna whine and complain for 10 minutes and that's it, we're done. Then we're gonna move past it because nothing good comes out of it. It's like spinning on a little hamster wheel. There's just no end and it's not useful. All right, so put a timer on that. Catch yourself whining. 
on and off the golf course, feeling like a victim, your energy is really low, you feel sad and sorry for yourself, just give your brain permission to whine for a certain amount of time and just start breaking the habit of being in that victim attitude. Okay, the third one is the defeatist attitude. That's where we're like, the game is too hard, I can't do it, I'm just not strong enough, I'm too old, I'm a woman, the course is too hard, the course is too long, everybody's better than me, right? We argue for our own limitations in this. We feel a little bit hopeless, a little despair. There's a lot of I'm not enough language in this defeatist attitude. I'm not something enough. Now, we all have that thought from time to time, but this is where we do it for an extended period of time, right? We have an attitude. It's different than just having a thought. This is an attitude. This is where we're sitting with it for more than just a nanosecond of a thought. These limiting thoughts that we have will keep us stuck. They'll keep us from playing better and reaching our goals and doing the things that we want to do because we defeat ourselves ahead of time with these thoughts, right? So you want to listen for all of the not enoughness that is going on in your head, right? It doesn't have to be the word enough. You saying that I'm too old is also saying I'm not young enough. Just like the game is too hard is saying I'm not good enough to play the game. There's an enough in there kind of hidden behind the the thought that you might hear. And then the big thing to do is just ask yourself, is it true? Can you find evidence that you might be wrong? How could you be wrong about this? Or what else could I do to start moving forward? Or what else could I think to start moving forward so I can start creating some better momentum and getting better results? So you want to look for that defeatist attitude where you start saying to yourself, I'm not enough, or I should be better, or I should be blank, something else. All right, that's number three, defeatist attitude. Number four is the entitled attitude. Okay, this one is my favorite. (laughs) So this is, I should be good without doing the work. Basically, in a nutshell, we know some people in our lives who are entitled or feel entitled. And what that means is they underestimate the amount of effort or time it takes to get good at something or think that they are above having to do the work. Now, besides a whole generation that we can label as being slightly entitled, some of the kids, not all of the kids, entitled. So it is not just young kids who can feel entitled. This can look like I'm a good athlete. I was really good in other sports. I played college softball or baseball or football or soccer, tennis. Golf should be easy for me. Not a problem. But golf is different than other sports. The harder you try, sometimes the worse you do that messes with people's heads who are athletic. It's very hard to get your head around this. I discovered this first when we had an academy down in Fort Lauderdale and the Miami Dolphins would come over a lot, some of the players. And when you get some of these big muscular players going out there, oh yeah, not a problem. I'm a professional football player. Golf should be really, really easy for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. They could not advance the ball. Here's these guys that weigh a lot and super strong and they swing insanely hard and they couldn't make that little white ball go but 10 feet. Oh my gosh. They were so mad. The clubs would go flying down the range. So ticked off. And so they'd swing harder and harder and harder and get super frustrated because they couldn't move that ball, that little ball forward. They felt entitled to be able to play the game. It could also show up as my pro should fix me. I had a lot of people do this when I was teaching for a living. They're like, just fix me right now. Fix me. I'm like, well, you know, I have a magic pill for that. 
but I'm out of stock. <laughs> there is no magic pill to fixing your swing. You have to put in the work and the time. But so many people would come to me and just want that magic pill. They want me to magically change their swing so they didn't have to put in the work. I wish it was that easy. Right? We all wish it was that easy. It might show up too as, you know, I have really good clubs and I have very pretty shoes. I should be a good golfer. We might think that our equipment will solve the problem for us. Or you might just have the thought, you know, I practice for 15 minutes. I should be good. I should own it. Why isn't my swing changed? Why aren't I better? As my dad would say, you have delusions of grandeur. Or he'd say, you have splinters in the windmill of your mind. <laughs> he wasn't very subtle. <laughs> because we really don't appreciate how much time it takes to get good at this game. I would first have you ask yourself, how much time have you put into the game of golf? Like quantify it. And I'm also going to offer it's not about time because we can put in the time, but it's, we put in bad practice. So how much quality time do you put in? And the other thing is, who are you making responsible for your game and your results? Are you putting all the weight on the golf pro? Are you putting the weight on other coaches or on your spouse or your friends? Are you giving them some responsibility for you performing well? And then I'd ask you, how much time do you really think you should put in to have the handicap and the results that you want? Chances are you're underestimating it, which just means you need an adjustment on your entitled attitude right, about your golf game. Not a problem. This happens. You just need someone to come in and penguin slap you right, in a gentle way. Or what I want you to do is just start noticing them and penguin slap yourself. Just give yourself a little attitude adjustment. All it takes is a little curiosity and awareness and sometimes just listening to this podcast to go, oh, I do that at times. So this is your attitude adjustment for the year, right? We all have them. I've had all of these and I have them off the golf course too. In my day-to-day -day life, go through the cycles of bad attitudes. The key is to notice them and not letting them stay for very long. So what kind of attitude do you want? Do you want a positive attitude? Do you want an optimistic attitude? I like to call it what I want is a realistic attitude because I'm not always positive and I'm not always optimistic. I'm going to have moments of positivity and negativity. I may be whiny and there's other times where I might feel empowered. I may feel defeated and there's times I feel really certain and confident and motivated and determined. There's times I may feel entitled and there's other times I may be totally humbled. And I just want to be realistic about all of it. It is the full package. We get all of these. I just want to be aware of them. So I don't want to shame myself when it comes in. I just want to notice it and move out of it. So it's not about beating yourself up when you get into one of these attitudes. It's about having the realistic attitude that you are going to ebb and flow in and out of these different stages, these different places. The key is how long you stay there. All right, my friends, you got this. Have a beautiful week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. If you like this podcast, I'd love to invite you to join the Above Par Academy. That's where we take this work to another level. We talk deeper about these topics and you get coached and helped and guided through all of it so that you can think better, you can feel better, and you can play better. It all happens in the Above Par Academy. I hope you can join us. Go to abovepar.club to find out more.